Hello, Martin. How are you? Good, thank you. I've come to St. John's Catholic Church on the Falls Road to meet with parish priest Father Martin McGill. I'm not here to make a podcast episode about the church, though. I'm here to find out more from Martin about a project he's been working on, looking at the history of Belfast street names. Martin is known to many across the city, not only as a parish priest, but also as a campaigner against so-called punishment attacks, as a community leader a festival organiser with the Four Corners Festival, and, as we will hear, an author. Those who listen to Radio Ulster in the morning time may be familiar with Martin's voice from his Thought for the Day contributions, but it was during the funeral service for Lyra McKee, the young journalist murdered by Republicans at St Anne's Cathedral in 2019, that Martin McGill challenged the hearts and minds of everyone who watched on, particularly our elected representatives. Many of us will be praying that Lyra's death in its own way will not have been in vain and will contribute in some way to building peace here. Since Thursday night, we have seen the coming together of so many people in various places and the unifying of the community against violence. I commend our political leaders for standing together in Cregan on Good Friday. I am, however, left with a question. Why in God's name does it take the death of a 29-year-old woman with her whole life in front of her death of a 29-year-old woman with her whole life in front of her to get to this point. So that's the background on Martin, but I asked him first to give me a sense of his church where we had chosen to meet today. So welcome to the Falls Road, welcome to St John's on the Falls. Uh, The church itself is just opposite the city cemetery, I'm just looking out at it at the moment, very close to the White Rock Road, just a little bit up from the Royal. This church itself uh, was built in, well the original church was built in 1928 and then there was a new church in a sense built here in 1978 but very much on the site of when this church was first built in the 1920s. Back to Belfast street names though which have always intrigued me and arguably are the reason why I get into history in the first place. After growing up on the Woodstock Road at about the age of 10, we as a family moved up the Craiger Road to an area where the surrounding street names were peculiar, well, to me anyway, as a young boy. The Hamill newsagents on Hamill Drive, spelt H-A-M-E-L, was where I would have been sent to fetch the occasional bottle of milk and the Ireland Saturday night after I'd come home from my ball boy duties at Windsor Park during the afternoon. Thiepval Avenue was there with its war memorial. Bapome Avenue, Picardy Avenue, Albert Drive, or Albert as we called it, and of course Somme Drive, the latter providing the most obvious clue as to the theme here, the First World War. 
These streets, drives and avenues in an area known as the Colony had been consciously named after battle sites from the First World War after the Irish Soldiers and Sailors Land Trust provided houses for returning servicemen in 1925. When I discovered the reason behind the street names, it triggered an interest for me in the Great War, a conflict which dominates the memory landscape in East Belfast, far beyond this colony of streets in the Craigie area. Elsewhere, though, street names can tell us so much about what went before, and there are great clues to be found in those which are derived from the Irish language. Strammillus, for example, means the sweet or pleasant stream that the road of the same name leads to. Shankill means the old church in reference to the original church of Belfast on the Shankill Road, and Malone Road, which comes from Mach Long, meaning the plain of the lambs. Others are more obvious when pointed out, of course. References to Donegal with two L's on Donegal Street, Donegal Pass, Donegal Square, etc. are named after the Donegal family of absentee landlords, as opposed to the county or the town spelled with just one L. The Donegals were fond of the name Arthur within their family, and so that's why we have Arthur Street, Arthur Lane, uh, and Chichester after Arthur Chichester from the same family. Church Lane off High Street was so named because of the old corporation church on the corner. Chapel Lane was so named because of St Mary's Church, the oldest Catholic church in Belfast. And Fountain Street was so called because along here were situated water fountains which supplied the people of the town of Belfast. And I could go on, but I won't, because I want to give Martin McGill an opportunity to talk about his project on Belfast street names. So I began by asking him to first of all tell us who he is and what gave him an interest in the history of Belfast. So my name is Martin McGill. I'm presently the parish priest uh, in St John's Parish on the Falls Road and I've been here for the last six years. So what gave me an interest in the history of Belfast? In many ways it was a complete accident. Uh, So in a previous parish uh, I had moved in 2013 to Sacred Heart Parish which is in the north of the city. And I had a phone call or I had a, a, an email from someone you know very well, and that's Philip Orr. And I think I actually made, a, made the contact between the two of us to, to start with. And Philip contacted me to say he was putting on a series called The Many Voices of North Belfast. He wanted to do something on a religious order, which was no longer there in North Belfast, called the Poor Clares. I'd been in the parish for about two or three years, and I thought, oh, that's great altogether. And I readily said, yes, that would be no problem. I saw myself chairing the event with with getting a few people to speak about that. That was all very fine until I then went to ask a few people, including some of the local priests, uh, would they have some idea about the history of the poor clerics in North Belfast? And they said, oh, not at all. They had no idea about the background whatsoever. Philip had already got the material presented uh, or prepared and um, had already distributed it about this, this series that he was running and I'm down to chair this on the Poor Clare. So I found myself having to scramble to get information about the Poor Clares and when they first arrived in Belfast in 1924, none of it had been written down or, or very, very little about it, apart from a page or two uh, that they, they'd had in a a book that um, they produced some years ago to, to, um, uh, for the new monastery. And then I had agreed to this. And so I started 
doing a bit of research and having no background in, in research whatsoever and finding that I got absolutely absorbed by the research and you know lost a complete sense of time and you know thinking oh my goodness it's, two, it's half past two in the morning or three o'clock in the morning and so there I was I had fallen in love with the history of Belfast thanks to the poor Clares. And more recently then you've been working on a project which is documenting the history of Belfast street names. Uh, how did this project come about and who else was involved in it if I may ask? So again it's another accident. Um, I'm driving along, I'm, I'm not too far from Tate's Avenue and I'm driving along Tate's Avenue. I think it must have been caught in traffic coming up in Belfast and thinking Tate's Avenue, now where did that name come from? And again set me, set me off on a bit of a journey trying to figure out who was Tate. And eventually, I think with a bit of research, I figured out that it must be a man called George Tate, who's actually buried in the, the city cemetery. He was a merchant and who had bought land around about 1850 and uh, built Wellington House, which nowadays is Wellington Park Hotel. Okay. It's, it's amazing to me that there's so many projects like this that I hear of or maybe get involved in that come about by accident, actually, oh, and when okay. we come back at the end to... Yeah. Possibly your next <laughs> well, history venture, which has come yes. out almost by accident. Yes. So, having come up with the idea then of the project, uh, how how did you go about then researching the street names, and uh, what you know, what sort of sources did you use? So, I suppose one of the obvious ones would be Belfast Street directories, and I've gone to various places. So, uh, Central Library, the heritage section there on the second floor has a, has a good number of of directories, as has Prony as has Lindenhall Library and probably Lindenhall Library it's just very handy to be able to sit right beside the cabinet where the, the directories are so I'd regularly use it but I've, I've also used Central Library as well so that would be a starting point but then from there in, if I go back to Prony um, I would then go back to the original minutes uh, of the Improvement Committee in Belfast Corporation uh, it was a corporation in those days before it became Belfast City Council and so to be able to go back, and I can actually go back to the minutes to discover when various street names were, were named. So my most recent search was East Belfast, Woodstock Road, um, Titania Street or Titania Street and Oberon Street uh, in the Woodstock Road, uh, which, was, which were named in 1898. The area which I grew up in, of course. Oh, okay. Was there anything... That surprised you during the course of the research. I mean, for better or for worse. And I think of I, I sometimes think of Tom Hartley's old adage when he spoke to me years ago about okay. researching the cemeteries. When he said, "You always find what you're not looking for." <laughs> Was there anything like that, or what surprised you for for better or for worse when you were researching these stadiums? Yeah. So I mean, it's just been there's been so much, uh, and so part of it has also been has been you know some of the things that I've discovered I could easily have got sidetracked with. So for example, again, you know, a number of streets are called after people. I will say murdered. Other people might say assassinated. So for example, I'm not too far um, from Cavendish Street. Go back to Lord Frederick Cavendish, who was was murdered or assassinated in in um, Phoenix Park just after a couple of hours in, in arriving in Ireland to, to take on his, his new responsibility. And uh, again, uh, and north of the city, Tudell Avenue. Um, again, after the, the assassination or the murder of, of William Tudell, who was an MP, and I think we've had conversations about this. Uh, I think some of the reporting at the time isn't entirely accurate. 
so, but I suppose what really surprised me is just the variety of 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 how some of the street names come about, or you know whether it's after trees, for example, or rivers, or battles, um, big houses, people, politicians. Um, it's just such a variety, and you know, almost any time I do any research on it, I, I'm discovering something new. And what would be some of your favourites that you came across? Uh, well, uh, a number of years ago, there was one of the um, housing associations, I think it was Fold Housing Association, uh, approached some of the local primary schools, and uh, they ended up um, inviting the children to suggest names, and they went with the name Global Crescent, which is in the east of the city, and, and part of that is actually is to look at encouraging people to live together throughout the city of Belfast as you as you know we're, we're a very divided city so that was one of the one something similar here in the west of the city um, Shanvis which is a combination of Shankill and Divis that's just off the Falls Road just off Percy Street when there's a development there I think it's fair to say that this isn't an exhaustive history of Belfast street names there will be gaps in the research for many different reasons but from your point of view having worked through much of this uh, what would you say are the obvious gaps in our historical knowledge of Belfast street names? So if I go back, uh, so if I go back, I mean, I'm, at the minute I'm, I'm working on the 1890s. So I can, I can get the actual year when the name is put forward by the owners of streets, which I find interesting. So people own property and they were actually, and so the minutes will record that sort of detail the owners of the property have requested. And so I can get the details of the years, but but I won't know why exactly they're called that. So again, at the 1890s, if I go, say, Donegal Road to the village area, you know, we have a number of those streets called after Greek goddesses. So I can, again, get the years and I can get some of the names and I can find out a little bit about the goddesses themselves. But why the actual developer or owner decided to go that, that's certainly part of the gaps. Now, obviously, if some of the listeners can, can put something in like that, that would be really helpful. And I suppose, generally speaking, if there are people listening to this podcast, even a small amount of information can actually be helpful. It's a bit like a detective in some ways, and I've seen myself as a bit of a detective in this. Small amounts of information can actually help, as I put piece together, uh, why various street names get called as they're called. Bar the obvious gaps in the research, it seems that the, the work is mostly complete. Uh, so when and where can people expect to see the outputs of this project? So there's going to be a dedicated uh, website called, surprise, surprise, BelfastStreetNames.com. Um, I'm in the final stages of completing that with the... I've gone to a professional um, website designer. Uh, it's almost finished. The, the, they've been working on a demo site. But it might take quite a bit of time. It'll probably maybe allow a couple of months to actually load in the information. So I had a previous site where I had all this information. I suppose bearing in mind there's over 3,000 street names. And uh, I suppose at least I'm, I'm aiming to try and get a, some sort of information about every street name in Belfast. Now some of that could be very limited because I'm very limited to the sort of information that's available. But uh, so that will take probably another couple of months. I'm hoping for September. I think it'll be really popular just as a reference point for, for researchers and, and people who are listening to this podcast. But finally then, uh, what's next for you in terms of your engagement with Belfast history? Well, no, it's actually thanks to you, a conversation that you and I had almost a year ago to the day when you happened to mention to me um, Dublin Festival of History. And I think you might even have gone to say, wouldn't it be great 
that Belfast would have a festival of history. And I absolutely agree with you. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be great that somebody would, would go and organise this? Um, and the idea has really stayed with me. And I suppose, you know, you asked me a little bit earlier about people who have been helpful in this. And one of the people is a man called Paul Templin. And Paul himself now is actually working for Northern Ireland Libraries. But he's written quite a bit about street names. And uh, in, in conversation with Paul recently and just talking about this, uh, I decided to tweet after meeting Paul for the first time about this and got such a good response on Twitter that uh, it's very clear that there's a number of people very keen to, that there would be a, a Belfast Festival of History. And indeed, some of us are actually going to be meeting uh, very soon to actually talk about what might that look like, even in a small way for uh, 2024. So watch this space. Very much so. All that remains for me is to apologise for the delay in getting this episode out. I had an interview arranged which fell through at the last minute and then my plan B was to fast track a series of episodes on a history of Belfast in 10 streets but this is now turning into a massive project with the Belfast Telegraph which will begin with a published article on the 22nd of July on Donegal Street but also as a feature on the Belfast Telegraph's own podcast series. So in short I was left a wee bit high and dry last month for an episode and I have to thank Martin McGill for stepping up at short notice. Nonetheless, thank you as ever for tuning in to this edition of the Historical Belfast podcast. I'd appreciate it if you could do me a massive favour and share the podcast on your social media channels and in your WhatsApp groups. It really does help to get the word out there. As for the next episode, I'm not sure just yet what it will be. There's a few in the pipeline, but I'll be sure to get one to you as soon as I can physically make it.